a Town Square media station. With your host, Drew Kirby. Yee-haw! Okay, okay. Holy cow! Can I have your attention, please? Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, uh, this is Craig Moore. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Well, 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 another day, and we appreciate you joining us here on the program. And if you haven't yet, you can go download the My Country 95.5 mobile app, and you can get us on demand 24-7. If you've missed any of our previous shows or upcoming shows, you can get that mobile app and that will uh, help you listen to this program. We've got a lot to cover today. Uh, Wyoming Game and Fish, as always, uh, going to lay down some very important information with us. Uh, hunting is upon us. We're right in the middle of uh, a lot of the archery season, and rifle seasons uh, will be getting rolling here very soon. And uh, we want to make sure that you're up to date on everything. Of course, we have talked about the regulations here in Wyoming, uh, maybe confusing at times, so so if there are any questions about that, uh, we want to be able to answer it and do it uh, do it upright so that uh, so that you get the correct information and don't get in trouble. We'll talk to uh, Brian Olson, who is the uh, the wildlife supervisor, and also to Janet Milik, who is the information supervisor there at Game and Fish. That's happening. We're going to talk to a buddy of mine, Drew Baldridge, who is a country music artist. We've known him uh, for quite a long time. He's a big outdoor enthusiast, and he's been doing this cool little tour around the country that maybe we'll end up getting him out here. And then, of course, we'll talk to Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, where, man, they are busy right now. Lots of new uh, apparel is in there. If you're looking for new camo patterns, we'll talk to him about that coming up. And getting your your rifles sighted in, and maybe you need new optics. They've got you covered there at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Get them on CY Avenue. We'll talk to Brian in just a bit to make sure that uh, you have all the information you need to be prepared for that big hunt or trip you've got coming up here uh, in the next couple of months. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. Anything goes extra fun. Woo! My country, 95.5. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country, 95.5. We appreciate you tuning in to the program. And, of course, as always, if you have any questions for Game and Fish or any of our guests, you can go to the My Country 95.5 mobile app and ask. We have Brian Olson, who is the wildlife supervisor, and Janet Milik, who is the information supervisor for Wyoming Game and Fish in the Casper office. It seems like every year there are violations that happen in the outdoor world that could be avoided. And, Brian, you want to run down a few of the hot topics? Yeah, we'd love to. And I think the most common violation, Drew, that we have is uh, people not tagging their animal efforts harvest properly. And um, if they would read their license, the information on how to do it properly is on their license. But it seems to be pretty common where people do not do that. So I'm just going to go through some of the things to do with you after you harvest your animal. The first thing you should do is actually tag it, which means 
you know, tearing the carcass coupon, the bottom part of your license off, and actually cutting out the wedges of the date of your harvest. And uh, that's the most common thing. You, there's two places to sign. There's actually three places to sign your license. The upper left-hand corner or the, the information um, part of that license is should be signed before you go in the field. And the other two portions, which would be the landowner coupon and the carcass coupon, should not be signed until after you harvested. So you're going to detach the license. You're going to cut out the dates. And then you're going to sign it. And, uh, and then that carcass coupon has to stay with that animal. And um, as long as you're with the animal, you can have that carcass coupon in your pocket. The only time that you'd have to attach it to the animal is if the animal is, like, left in the back of your truck. Um, so if we stop by the vehicle, we know that it's already tagged. You have to have this license with you when you go in. You can't leave it in the truck and then kill it and then go back and get in and put it on the, the animal later. You need to have it with you and even do it before you field dress it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I can you get, ever get it gets built up, and then after you harvest the animal, you're excited, you want to take some pictures and things like that, and then all of a sudden you want to, you know, field dress it, and then you forget about your license. So if people can get in the act of always having that license in their pocket, but also as soon as you harvest the game, before you do all that, go ahead and fill it out properly. If you're driving down the road and you forgot about it, um, that's not a good thing. It's one of the most common violations that we have is people just forgetting to fill out their carcass coupon. Another major violation is keeping proof of the sex. Now, if you have a bull elk, it's probably pretty obvious that it's a male. Uh, so what does this entail? Yeah, I think it's it really depends on the license that you have, Drew. So if you have a license that you can harvest any animal, like any elk or any antelope, um, you do not need to have the evidence of the sex on there. But if you have like a doe fawn tag, um, you want to make sure and be able to prove to the game warden after you have it skinned and deboned and in the cooler because it's 80 degrees out, um, to prove to us that it actually was a doe. So you want to, you know, cut off um, the udder and keep that in a plastic bag and put it on top of the cooler, you know, that kind of stuff. As long as you're driving around with all the, you, know, you haven't skinned it out and stuff, I mean, that's fine. Janet, when we were talking earlier, you were talking about hunt stations and how important they are. Sometimes there's a lot of um, misinformation out there about what a check station is. And a check station is actually something that the majority of um, our wildlife biologists operate in order to obtain biological data, the health that's going on in the herds, um, how, are, how are these animals going to overwinter, all sorts of things. And people oftentimes think that it's a place for um, game wardens to check for illegal activity, and that is not the intent at all. So we want to make sure that, that people understand that, that we really need a lot of that biological data to help us manage um, these, these herds properly, to look for chronic wasting disease, to look for brucellosis, um, all sorts of things. So I think knowing that all hunters, whether you have been successful or not, if you drive past a check station, you have to stop. So, so making sure that you don't just blow by that thinking, oh, I didn't harvest anything this morning. I'm just headed home. That's actually illegal. But 
we just want to see your um, see your animal and maybe talk to you about your experience, and so we know a little bit more about what's going on out there. So I have an elk license, and I'm going out to hunt on public land, and I get to an area that may be kind of shady because there's private land very close, and I'm not really sure where I'm at. I mean, that could be a big problem. Drew, you sound shady, so I'm guessing <laughs> that you might be crossing that line. No, that is absolutely something that we, we consistently deal with is the do not trespass. And one of the things that Game and Fish recommends is that all hunters, if you're planning on being around public land, even if they're your buddy or private land, excuse me, even if they're your buddies or you know these landowners well, is that you get written permission and you have them sign their license, sign the back of your license, sign a piece of paper that says I've given John Smith the, the right to cross my land or hunt elk here in 2021. Um, it's, it's pretty critical and oftentimes um, can can really mean the difference between between a, a trespass ticket or a not trespass ticket. Another violation that I think could be avoided easily has to do with apparel. You know, I think one of the things that, that people need to think about is to always wear either fluorescent orange or fluorescent pink clothing when you're out of doors, whether you're hunting or not. In Wyoming this time of year, it's just always a smart thing to have something on, something that's visible from all directions, like a hat, a shirt, um, a vest, something that, that really makes you visible while you're out there in the the field enjoying yourself very good janet and brian we do appreciate it as we do every week if you guys want more information from uh wyoming game and fish you can send us a question at the my country 95.5 mobile app or hit them up on their website there's all kinds of great information at wgfd.yo.gov guys thanks again till next week drew thanks drew it's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Another week, another great question that has come into the My Country 95.5 mobile app. And as always, uh, Wyoming Game and Fish are more than welcome and more than happy to answer any of your questions. And you can go to the app and send a question in as well. Just hit the chat with this button and send that question in and we'll get the answer you're looking for. And this week, the uh, question is kind of timely because of the fact that elk season is going right now. And there are probably some people that this summer got a little bit bummed that they didn't draw a tag. But Brian, uh, the question this week is, is kind of an interesting one that says, I didn't get an elk tag, elk tag this year for the draw, bum deal, but um, my buddies and me were talking about going out and getting an over-the-counter tag. Can we get more than one each? That's a great question. So the over-the-counter tag, Drew, is actually called a general elk license tag, uh, license, and they can actually hunt in any general license area in the state, and uh, they just make sure to check the regulations to find out what the restrictions are. Some of them certainly would be uh, available for any elk for that general license, but some might have restrictions, so it might be any antlered elk um, during that time period, or it might be um, antlerless elk during certain times of that general season. So make sure and check the regulation on the area that you're actually hunting general licenses. And a general license, um, you only can purchase one of those over the counter, but there may be some limited quota licenses available um, that did not um, um, get drawn in the drawing initially. So they can certainly look online to see what other hunt areas are open for um, limited quota license, which most of those are going to be for antlerless elk. 
and uh, they could actually have a general elk license, plus they could have two more um, antlerless elk licenses too. So if things work out and there's a hunt area that is open with antlerless elk leftover licenses, they could actually hold up to three licenses. So really, if you don't get a, a, a license in the draw, you shouldn't be bummed out. You should just check in to see what's available uh, after the over-the-counters are available. Most certainly. And one thing to remember, though, some of those limited quota areas, a lot of them have some type of restrictions or maybe it's used on private land only or the hunt area is mostly private land. So before they purchase those, they should call their local game warden, biologist or the game and fish office. And we certainly would help them out on, you know, access issues and things like that before they purchase one of those limited quota licenses. Yeah, because that'd be a real bummer if you bought one and then you couldn't use it. Yeah, that's right, if you couldn't find a place to hunt. But that's like, say, a lot of those antlerless elk licenses are available in areas where we're trying to reduce numbers, and we could probably um, give them some either names of landowners or, or some access areas that they could go hunt on. Awesome. Brian Olson is the wildlife supervisor, so he knows what he's talking about. You have more information or, or questions, go to wgfd.yo.gov slash hunting, and you can find all that information. Brian, thanks. Hey, not a problem, Drew. Mining to Wyoming, hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country 95.5. Back talking with Brian Woodward from my favorite store in the Casper area is Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And the last couple of weeks we've been talking about hunting seasons being here and uh, archery season is full blown right now. And then the rifle season start uh, in the very near future. And uh, what you guys offer up here is, well, everything that you need for that hunt. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's a, it's kind of a one-stop shop kind of facility. We've got everything from, you know, your broadheads to your cam, camo to boots, uh, you know, your uh, dead downwind for scent control, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a one-stop shop kind of place. Now, you guys actually have Botex on site and you have the uh, archery range that if someone thinks their, uh, their bow is off a little bit, they can bring it in here and you guys will help them out. Yeah, they sure can. And going into pretty much the last week of archery season you know we're seeing some guys come in kind of panic mode or you know that maybe their vacation was just happened to be this week but we've got some guys that are tuning up right now and uh getting in the field for that uh, last push if someone is gonna maybe they're gonna go to the northern part of the state or maybe they're gonna travel in state uh do you recommend that they bring their bow in and just get it checked out and the optics on their rifles as well yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, just the better planning uh, uh, presentation you have, you're, you know, the better uh, chance of success you're going to have out there. But yeah, most of the archery guys, you know, they're they're kind of already in it and and uh, they're they're on top of things. And if you're not thinking about your rifle seasons yet, then you know you probably need to. The rifle ranges and the stucking offs here in town for sighting uh, your rifle is going to get pretty busy so uh we certainly can uh bore sight you know any any rifle scope or if you're just looking to change out your scopes and uh, upgrade your magnification possibly you know now's a good time to do that now uh, also throughout the the entire store one thing that you will see is a great selection of of camouflage which uh i kind of made a joke earlier that i've her overheard eavesdropping a, a couple that were in a little bit of a heated conversation over why <laughs> Why you would need more camo than, than you already have. And there's really uh, – the best reason is it's to blend in, and, and there's always new stuff coming out. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, one of the advantages we have to actually attending some of these trade shows is that, you know, we get to work with each one of these manufacturers and actually see, you know, 10 months ago what the what the new camel pattern is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got uh, quite a few different brands of, of camel, but one of the more popular ones this year is from King's Camo is that XK7. And it's just really good for kind of, a, I would say, kind of our desert hunting uh, where we're not quite as dark green as mm-hmm. some of those uh, big timber kind of hunts. Yeah, if you wear that dark green stuff here, you kind of stand out and you're defeating the purpose. Well, at times, but you know, I mean, camel's camel. I think it does help, and uh, movement, you know, is one of the one of the things that those animals key in on. But uh, having having kid camo that kind of blends in with with our with our area is definitely important. And the the stalk hunt uh, form of hunting, uh, you guys actually have all the stuff that you need for that as well. Because I mean, you know, you could get all ripped up and everything on that. Yeah, and you know, a lot of a lot of this uh, new camo has got you know padded knees for guys that are doing that stalking, and obviously scent controls are really big portion of that so we dead downwind is you know really really popular in our area and then we've got a lot of uh, those scents you know whether it's you know wind checkers that have a scent in them uh, or just you know fire control from uh, wildlife research or whatever uh, there's a there's a lot of good ways to you know camouflage your scent as well. Now, if you come in here and check out the store, they don't stop at camouflage. Obviously, boots a very important part of the hunting experience as well. Because if you don't take care of your feet, you're in trouble. Oh yeah, and it seems like you know around here you got to have a couple different pairs of boots. Whether you know it's that early season, you don't really need the you know thousand gram insulate, so you might get an uninsulated pair or maybe just a two hundred gram insulate. But uh, once you get into that winter months, you need something that's, you know, waterproof and maybe a little bit heavier uh, insulation. And speaking of waterproof, uh, waterfowl season is happening in just a couple of weeks. So Almost my favorite time of year. <laughs> as soon as I said that, you could just see the, the cheery glow on your face. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love the duck and goose hunting. And uh, obviously, you know, we don't have a real big population of wild pheasants in here, but uh, the bird farms are open. And so, you know, I spend a lot of time out at Riverbend Roosters and uh, chasing those pheasants out there as well. So, uh, yeah, this is the uh, time of year that I, I just love. You were telling me earlier that your garage is kind of confused because you're moving stuff in and moving stuff out. And- Man, it's you know, it's it's, a, it's an unfortunate problem to have when you're when you're a Wyoming <laughs> resident, where you know you, you go from fishing to you know, and then you then you get geared up for your bow season, and then rifle season, and then waterfowl season kicks in, and then you got upland, and then all of a sudden ice fishing seasons here. So. It's 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 hard. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll tell you, come in and see Brian and the entire crew here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Now, as we've told you before, everybody that works here has an interest in the outdoors. So they're passionate about what they do here. So that means they're going to be passionate about helping in in, in any situation. And it's 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 fun to just be able to solve just those uh, minor minor solutions to problems. So it's uh, yeah, come on in, ask, ask the guys behind the gun counter behind the archery counter ask for me we'll take care of you awesome love it over here rocky mountain discount sports make sure you come in just off cy avenue here in casper hunting season it's wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on my country 95.5 
Thanks for tuning into the show. And over my years in this business, I've had opportunities to meet so many folks, and some folks just hit a little closer to home. Literally, uh, Drew Baldridge is an up-and-coming artist that has had quite a few singles, and we bonded over hunting and fishing, as we're both from the same part of the country. But uh, Drew loves to go all over the country doing some hunting and fishing. And you're out on tour. Where are you today, Drew? Man, I am in uh, Marietta, Ohio. Marietta, Ohio, huh? That's interesting. Now, last year you started this new backyard tour called Baldridge and Bonfires. How many of those did you do? Uh, of the Baldridge Bonfire shows? Yeah. So this is going to be part three, um, kicking off. We're, we're starting it off October 7th will be the, the start of the fall um, backyard. It'll be a full year. I started this last year in October and since we've started, we've done about 150 of these around the country. Man, and it's kind of a cool setup, too. You're just doing uh, you and a guitar in people's backyards. Yeah, man. You know, when pandemic hit, kind of like nobody's getting music anywhere. What do we do? How do we still, you know, give music to people? So I kind of, me and my wife kind of came up with this little idea, and I didn't know if it was going to work. I just posted on my Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and said, hey, miss playing shows who wants a show in your backyard and i thought we'd just get a couple messages and man it quickly turned into thousands and thousands of messages and i was like man i can't even play all the shows we're getting in and we started in october of 2020 and i played in the whole month of october in the first two weeks of november i played 28 shows i was just saying yes to everything i could and then it's been crazy just trying to say yes to every show that we can and just driving around the whole country and playing shows with just my acoustic guitar in people's backyards. So for 2020 and most of 2021, it kind of hasn't been bad for you. But in a weird, weird way, pandemic has kind of been a blessing to me. And, you know, I've, I've just tried to find a way to pivot, you know, and I wasn't going to take just sitting back and not doing anything. I was going to find a way to make it work. And so, you know, we started TikTok. We had this song called She's Somebody's Daughter that did some big things on there. And, you know, it's so different than touring in clubs. You know, on clubs, they see me on stage, and then I'm off, and I walk over, and I drive away, and I got another show the next night. But this is literally, we roll up, and we hang out there all night, you know, and I get to actually meet my fans and, and know who they are. And it's been really, really eye-opening for me to to see what people like and see how what they relate to my music the most and and just create friendships. You know, we've created friendships now all around the, the country, um, from California to New York, playing these kinds of shows. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the fall run of doing this. It's pretty interesting to see the creativity that a lot of these people that have invited you into their backyards have uh, have come up with. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe they're kind of just taking ownership of it, you know, and making their own stages and building. I mean, I've had people spend probably weeks building full stages for us to come up and stand on for one night and, you know, creating signs that say the Baldridge and Bonfires tour and creating cookies and creating whole atmospheres around the bon the Baldridge and Bonfires. And, you know, I owe my whole 2020 to 2021 career to my fans. I literally wouldn't have made a dollar. I wouldn't have been able to survive without them playing in their backyards. And I just owe so much to them. And it's been a special special year to say the least uh so the fall is going to be very, very busy for you but deer season is going to happen there uh in illinois and tennessee are you going to be able to go <laughs> well heck yeah i took deer season off but i ain't, I ain't gonna miss deer season yeah i mean deer season's a holiday where i come from in illinois you know we uh, uh I, I made sure 
we took deer season off. We took Thanksgiving off. We're obviously going to take Christmas off. But besides that, we're out on weekends. We're going to try to do three or four shows a weekend and be back in Nashville writing for our next record and our next song and our next music that's going to be coming out hopefully soon. And we got some music that we're going to put out around this tour. Um, and uh, so everybody needs to be on the lookout for that. I've been kind of teasing it on my Instagram and Facebook, but it's going to be out soon. DrewBaldridgeMusic.com. Get them on Instagram and TikTok under the same. And, uh, Drew, you and I have known each other for a long time, and uh, it's awesome to see things going in the right direction for you. Well, buddy, I just appreciate you. You know I love you, man, and hopefully we'll get to come out to Wyoming. That's one of the only states I've never played in is Wyoming. I've never really spent much time there, so I need to get out there, see y'all, hang out in the beautiful state. I would love to see it, and uh, hopefully we can make that happen within the next year or so. Absolutely. Let's work on it there, Drew. DrewBaldridgeMusic.com. Get him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Drew Baldridge Music. I think you can find him on TikTok there as well. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Another show next week. And if you missed any of our programs, you can go find them on demand at the My Country 955 mobile app. KWY 